You're listening to Cinema Geekly Premium, premium podcast from premium people. Thanks for your support. Another episode of Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing Marvel podcast. It's Anthony Lewis, along with Aurora. Aurora, how are you doing? Good. Ready to talk about these awesome episodes. Oh, I am super excited because these were really great episodes. This is yes. when the show truly picked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It, it, it threw my emotions in every which way. Yep. I did not know what I was feeling from episode to episode or why I was even feeling the way I was feeling. Uh, it was very interesting and fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I'm and happy dark. And dark <laughs> uh, and white at times. Yeah. Uh, what a crazy mix. And uh, I'm so happy that you wanted to. Well, I mean, it's not like we have. You know, we just decided, hey, let's watch them earlier. You've got stuff going on this weekend. Um, I think you're, mm-hmm. you say you're taking a, is it like a vacation or a trip or what are you, what are you guys doing? I'm doing a road trip to first Texas and then I'm going to New Mexico. Um, it's a road trip with friends and we're just leaving on Saturday and coming back the next Saturday. Where um, in And it's Texas? just all in the car. Hmm? Where in Texas? Well, we're going to go to Amarillo, Texas because there's a oh, place okay. there that's called Cadillac Ranch that I've always wanted to go. Um, what we might go through Roswell, oh. <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> yes, to the now. We're all, yeah, we're all to the now defunct. Piece. Yes, to the now <laughs> defunct Area Fifty One. Yeah, which I believe is not in use anymore. If, if memory serves, I wonder how close Amarillo is to uh, to our very own uh, Glen Bove. I'm not. I mean, Texas is huge. It's like four mm-hmm. or five states. Um, it's I, right in the north of Texas. So oh, okay, yeah. I'm not sure exact. Oh my goodness, you're not kidding. It's a Amarillo. It's a long <laughs> Yeah, it's like right in between New Mexico and Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am not exactly positive where I should go now. I should go look. Uh, <laughs> this is what we're doing on the podcast this week. Right? <laughs> Looking uh, at Google Maps. Um, it, you know what? It is, uh, it is far enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's far enough away. It's to the, uh, it's to the Southeast of, of Amarillo. So you're passing through Amarillo. I'm passing through. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So Aurora's doing that for, uh, a holiday esque road trip. Mm-hmm. And so that means doing the podcast a little bit earlier this week, which I was happy about because that meant more Jessica Jones. And then when I watched these episodes, I was even happier. 
And we've discussed this many times, that it is not easy to watch a show, especially a show that is captivating and riveting, in a format like Netflix, where you can just Mm -hmm. watch it whenever you feel like. Um, We've hit, I hit this roadblock with with Daredevil as well, Mm -hmm. where I was okay, Mm -hmm. like it wasn't fun skipping, you know, stopping and then waiting a week. Right. Uh, But eventually you, you hit an episode, and I hit... Mm-hmm. An episode two of both of these episodes, and the after the ending of the last episode, I desperately wanted to watch the next episode, mm-hmm. and I was just like, <laughs> uh, "Fuck it, I'll just watch the next episode. Who care? No one's gonna care, right?" <laughs> and then I'm like, at the same time, it's like, oh, but if I watch it now, I'll have to go back and probably rewatch it again because it'll be a week at least until we talk about it. Yeah. And- yeah. Yeah, so I didn't watch it reluctantly. Yeah. And I, I, I've been also be I, I've also been tempted to watch the next episode, but then I think would it like affect my score if I see the next one? Yeah. I, I so, like I like watching it fresh. You're right. Like right. watch it, boom, and then the very next day sit down and talk about it while it's still fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh without having to go back and, and look at everything again. It's it's fun. It is like opening a present. It's just painful that all of the presents are there and I can open them whenever I want and I'm just forcefully not doing it. I'm making mm-hmm. myself not do it. So uh, let's hop in. Let's talk about these two episodes. They are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's season one, episode seven, a.k.a. Top Shelf Perverts. Best title of an yeah, it's a, by the way. <laughs> it's an it's an awesome episode title, and as per usual, uh, I was unable to guess where the title was going to fit into the dialogue, okay. and it and it did come in not exactly where I was expecting it. I was expecting mm-hmm. it to be played more for comedy or something, but it wasn't. Right. Um, so Ruben, the crazy upstairs uh, neighbor of Jessica, hears some rustling in the Alias Investigations office. And he is bringing some banana bread to Jessica. And when he knocks on the door, the door opens and it is Kilgrave mm-hmm. who is inside the office and wants to know why Ruben is bringing Jessica banana bread. And he says, because I love her, mm-hmm. uh, which is something we did not know before. But I guess you could probably presume it based off of his creepy-ish behavior around her. Yeah, he had a crush on her. That was... Yes. Yeah. Uh, So meanwhile, Jessica stakes out uh, the the workplace of of Wendy Hogarth Mm -hmm. to try to get her to sign uh, divorce papers. Uh, As she goes into the subway to go home, Jessica, drunk and emotionally disheveled following the events of her confrontation with Luke Cage, uh basically threatens her life, hanging her in front of an oncoming subway train, trying to get her to sign the papers, and in her drunken stupor, she accidentally drops Wendy on the tracks. Mm -hmm. So Jessica then has to save her, and for a brief moment, I think Jessica thought about just letting the train hitting her. Yeah. Like, she stood there for a long time before jumping out of the way. Mm -hmm. So Jessica comes home to get some sleep, and ironically, it's her friend... Malcolm Ducas helping her. Uh, normally it's she who helps him yeah. when he's in a stupor, but now he's cleaned up and sober. And I think Jessica mm-hmm. says something along the lines of being sober is for idiots or something. Yes. Being yes. sober sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
Malcolm lets her into the apartment and she kind of drunkenly disrobes and lays down in bed when she realizes she has blood on her hands and she mm-hmm. rolls over mm-hmm. and there is Reuben in her bed, dead. Throat is slit, knife in his hands, mm-hmm. and clearly the work of Kilgrave after he found out this man was in love with his Jessica. He yeah. had him kill himself. Yeah. Uh, that was very shocking. Yeah, horrifying. Uh, she was stunned. Malcolm was stunned. Uh, Jessica is tired of these deaths. Uh, and Kilgrave's obsession with her. And she decides that she's going to remove herself from the equation. Mm-hmm. She's going to have herself locked into a supermax prison. This way, Kilgrave will eventually come to retrieve her. There would be video footage of his use of power. Something, anything she can use against him to help hope to save more lives. She's clearly lost it. And this is a horrible plan. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jessica decides to go on a farewell tour before invoking the plan. She goes to see Jerry and Pam who are on their way to a trial. Uh, Jerry explains that uh, to Jessica that only top shelf perverts are admitted to supermax because she wants to know (laughs) how to get in. She's like, how do I get into a supermax prison? Uh, and it's basically the worst of the worst. Um, mm-hmm. and she, and she said she will defend Jessica though. She ends up going there. Uh, Jessica sees her adoptive mother, Dorothy Walker, Trish's mother, mm-hmm. and warns her to stay away from Trish. Apparently there's a, a history there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Jessica then builds up enough courage to go to Luke's bar, but Luke is not there. And she listens to mm-hmm. the, uh, advice of Roy who is working there. And he just says, you know what, just let him go. It's better to just do that and and to move on. And Jessica wants him to pass on a message uh, that those who are responsible are going to be punished. And she's sorry, and it doesn't matter if he accepts the apology or not. Uh, Meanwhile, Malcolm strongly disagrees with Jessica's plan, thinks this is insane and ludicrous. He calls... Frankly so. (laughs) Yes. uh, He calls Trish... (laughs) And the two of them clean up the scene. Jessica returns uh, and uh, Jessica and Trish sit down and talk about her plan um, because she wants to help Hope. Mm-hmm. Trish reveals that uh, that she has Officer Simpson, Will Simpson, on assignment to locate Kilgrave following his new security detail that Trish has dug up info on. Uh Meanwhile, uh, Wendy goes to the uh, the Hogarth law firm and confronts her wife, saying she wants three quarters of her assets in the divorce, yeah. or she will have Jerry disbarred for mm-hmm. jury tampering, of which she has proof. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Jessica arrives at a dock where Malcolm is disposing of poor Reuben's body. And she apparently is still intent on carrying out her plans and retrieves the body. Jessica, then the next time we see her, she's arriving at the police station, the 15th precinct, uh, completely wet and soaked. Mm -hmm. And she goes up to, I believe it's uh, Officer Clemens, the officer prior to this who had doubts about her. Uh, I, I guess that's the right thing to say. He... He didn't he's seem suspicious. to necessarily... Yeah, he's suspicious of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and she drops a big bag on Officer Clemens' desk, which is the now severed head of Reuben, which mm-hmm. was shocking, actually. Yeah. Uh, but she's crazy at this point. <laughs> yes. Uh, so she prevent, she presents this to the Officer Clemens and demands that she should be sent to Supermax. Clemens is skeptical and wants to investigate further uh, when another officer enters, saying that uh, by the captain's orders, Jessica is free to go. Uh, Jessica has no idea what's going on. She thinks Jerry had something to do with this. She goes out into the main receiving area where Jessica finds everybody completely under the control of Kilgrave, pointing their weapons either at themselves or at others. Mm -hmm. And this is when Kilgrave tells Jessica what it is that she wants. He says that he's in love with her. And he wants mm-hmm. her, and he said that he left a present for her in the apartment. She's never even noticed this. Uh, and he also has the video of of all of the, the security cameras removed. He takes Ruben's head, and he tells the police that in 30 seconds you're going to think this is one big hilarious joke, and you're going to let Jessica go. Right. And then after he walks out the door, they all start laughing. And Jessica just walks out. Uh, Mm -hmm. She returns back to her home to find a lost journal of hers from childhood uh, from before her parents died. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meanwhile, Officer Simpson was successful at finding Kilgrave and has been watching him for days without informing Trish. Uh, He watches as he sees Jessica voluntarily go into her birth parents' home uh, and uh, she's greeted by Kilgrave. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what did you think of the episode? Oh my gosh. I, up until she goes to the police station with Ruben's head, yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, I, I wasn't sure about the episode because I was distracted by her plan. Like, it was like, her plan is so stupid. Why is she doing It was this? ridiculous. I mean, she's right? drunk, she's desperate. Right. And I was like, why isn't, I know that Malcolm and Trish try to tell her not to do it, but they weren't successful. I felt like they should have been more aggressive Yes. in telling her this is an, a horrible plan. Um, so th- throughout that episode, that epi- the episode, I was like, I'm not sure about this episode. I don't like where this is going. And then from the moment where she steps into the precinct and the end, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, look, there's even a point in the episode where she admits it's a bad plan. Right. She's like, yeah, I know this is a horrible plan, but uh, I, like, I don't think she wanted, uh, I don't think she wanted Will mm-hmm. or Trish in any more danger. And they're like, you know, seeking this guy out is only going to put you in more danger. Right. To her, this was the best bad idea she could think of. They, right. They run out of good ideas, so all they were left with were bad ones, and she felt like. This was the best bad idea. Put her, put her between as many people as possible with Kilgrave. Mm-hmm. And if there's that many people, there's just no way people aren't going to notice what's going on or what's happening. Right. Uh, it, it is a ridiculous plan that would have never have worked. And uh, he somehow finds out before uh, any of this happens and stops it just at the police station. But right. Um. You know, the the interesting question for me is what compelled Jessica to go 
back to her childhood home in the first place. Like, I know he has, like, maybe she was worried or concerned about something. I don't know. But I'm wondering what compelled her to go. I feel like um, she went in without a plan, thinking that she might come up with one once she's there. (laughs) <laughs> right, like maybe maybe he's lulled or something. Right, and... I think she went there to assess the situation and see what's really going on. If it's just by himself, or has other people there, or what does he want with me? Yeah. Um, I think that's maybe why she did it. Um, I don't know. Uh, possibly, yeah. It's the yeah. only thing that didn't quite make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't. Yeah, it's the only thing that I was like, yeah, why Why would she go? Like, it's so dangerous. Like, I know she's desperate. Maybe she thought this was an in. Right. I don't know. I guess we'll find out when we talk about mm-hmm. the next episode. Uh, what would you uh, What would you rate Top Shelf Perverts? Um, I will give it a 4.5. I'm not giving it a 5 yet. But I thought that this episode, that whole scene with Kilgrave in the police station and the way that he talked to her. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was perfect. Yeah. Um, the way that he says, I'm in love with you, but um, he's, you know, he's really not in love with her. It's just, she's the only person that he's not been able to have. So yes. he's obsessed with her, which is not the same as being in love with someone. And it just shows you how awful he is. Right. <laughs> he's um, using the word love when he's actually wanting to manipulate her and control her. So yes, I thought it was amazing. That whole thing. Um, so I've got, I was sitting at four and a quarter until about the police station mm-hmm. scene. Uh, I mean, all the way up until we see uh Kilgrave and basically that whole scene bumped it up to a four and a half for me Yeah, as well. Yeah. Like that was just great. David Tennant's awesome. Yeah. We got we got even more of him in the next episode. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, episode number. It's episode number eight, aka WWJD. Uh, so Jessica is promised by Kilgrave that he is not going to control her because he wants Jessica to have free will when she falls in love with him. Uh, just mm-hmm. uh, by the way, she doesn't seem like this. Is, she doesn't feel like this is going to happen. I don't think. Uh, Jessica also makes him a promise, or makes him promise that he won't touch her without her permission. So she has to willingly allow this to happen as well. Uh, Kilgrave gives Jessica a tour of their old house, which he has reproduced in every possible detail. Yeah. Her room mm-hmm. has posters from her childhood like nirvana and red hot chili peppers got like music posters and stuff um all the way down to her cd collection from the 90s which kilgrave said he had to use pictures and a microscope mm-hmm. to meticulously study so he he has yeah, everything yeah. In the room. I, I saw tons of stuff an old apple like an old mac in there yeah uh, all sorts of stuff uh he introduces Oh, go ahead. It's creepy. It's just so creepy. <laughs> it is. Uh, and every, I mean, everything is in every... T- he's got pictures of her family. Like, this is mm-hmm. her birth family, not her time living with Trish right. and Trish's parents. Although we, we do get, like, little bits of flashbacks to that. But a lot of mm-hmm. the flashbacks are with her with her original family. Uh, he also introduces Jessica to the waitstaff, 
and his bodyguard, whom he is paying to work for him. However, during dinner, Jessica gets upset and breaks a bottle threateningly. Uh, uh, the the purple man himself lets it lets it. Uh, essentially, he says, "Like, look, I you're not under control, but these other people are. The wait staff they're under control. If you're gonna if you're gonna act like this." Something mm-hmm. bad is going to happen to them. Basically threatens to, to make them kill themselves uh, if Jessica is going to try anything. Right. Uh, Jessica goes back upstairs, uh, thinks for a minute about looking in the room of her younger brother, Philip, who died along with her parents. Uh, this is when her uh, they, they show the scene, actually, where her dad takes his eyes off the road because Jessica and Philip are fighting in the back seat of the car. Uh, and that's when the crash happens that kills everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she finds it's officer Simpson is hiding in the room and wants to get her free because he, he, uh, he tells her that he has a bomb rigged to explode in the basement. Uh, Jessica tells him that he's got to go and trust that she can handle Kilgrave on his own. She needs him to be alive in order to help Hope get out of prison. Uh, Jessica mm-hmm. uh, And Jessica goes so far as to tell him about the bomb, and the bodyguard disposes of it. Uh, when Trish finds uh, Officer Simpson later on, uh, he is with some ex-military friends, and he lies that Kilgrave has left town uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, he's basically like, look, we're just normal everyday people. We're not equipped to handle this situation. Uh, and Trish is upset about all of this and leaves. Uh, the next morning after Jessica is wakened from having a horrible nightmare involving mm-hmm. her dead parents and brother, uh, she's awakened by a news report on her television about a man holding his wife and children hostage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jessica goes down to eat breakfast with Kilgrave and she runs into her longtime neighbor, Elizabeth DeLuca, who has been living next door this whole time, remembers Jessica and everything, uh, and assumes that Jessica has returned with her husband, Kilgrave. Right, right. Uh, during the conversation with Kilgrave and Jessica, DeLuca lies about the Joneses' past in an attempt to make herself feel more important. Mm-hmm. And then Kilgrave makes her leave. Um, and he also attempts to be, uh, affectionate for helping right. Jessica. He briefly touches her hand and Jessica gets upset. Uh, Kilgrave then tries to get her to understand his life. They get into a big argument and he throws the yellow USB stick on the table. The one that we saw, uh, from a couple of episodes back mm-hmm, in a flashback mm-hmm. that Jessica dug up. It contains footage of the experiments that Kilgrave's parents performed on him and the first time his powers were used and Jessica realizes that Kilgrave had no one to teach him ethics. Right. So she tells him to accompany her for two hours on a drive. Um, Kilgrave says, if we're not back in two hours, tear the skin off of each other's faces. Mm -hmm. Um, Meanwhile, Desmond and Jerry Hogarth are having a hard time dealing with Wendy uh, who wants it? Still wants that seventy percent of Jerry's assets, or she will have her exposed for tampering. Uh, though Jerry realizes that there is a chance at reconciliation, she does not want her secrets exposed. Uh, 
So there's still a delicate balance going on there. Jessica and Kilgrave uh, end up at the hostage situation. This was Jessica's mm-hmm. plan from the get-go. And she wants Kilgrave to use his powers to stop the gunman from killing his family. Uh, and basically, Jessica had to coach him on how to do it without actually killing anybody. Right. They were successful, and the wife was very thankful to Kilgrave mm-hmm. uh, for saving her, her children. Uh, and Kilgrave gets the, the husband to turn himself in. Uh, they return home. Kilgrave is jubilant. The gratitude the woman yeah. uh, had made him realize that the duo of Kilgrave and Jones could actually change the world. Mm-hmm. Jessica insists that Kilgrave can do heroic things on his own, but Kilgrave reminds her that he would have made the man kill himself if not for her. He felt it was perfectly rational right. to do it. He was a waste of life. He was a horrible person. He didn't deserve to live. And Jessica realizes, you know what? You're right. Um, she says she needs some time alone to contemplate this new partnership. And he allows Jessica to leave on trust alone that she will return. Mm-hmm. Jessica goes to visit Trish and the two discuss what Trish would do in this situation. Uh, Jessica returns to the house, bringing some Chinese. Uh, she and the waitstaff join Kilgrave for dinner. Suddenly they all pass out. And mm-hmm. Kilgrave is distracted, and Jessica injects him with the sufentanil or sufentanil, whatever it's called, mm-hmm. and knocks him out. As Jessica tries to find enough space to fly while carrying Kilgrave, she is stopped by Hank, the bodyguard security guy, but he is shot by Officer Simpson, who, with his friends, were coming to kill the unconscious Kilgrave. However, Jessica flies away. Uh, but shortly thereafter, Will and his and his friends are approached by the next door neighbor, uh, who we met earlier, and she is still apparently we learn under Kilgrave's control when she says she's brought something for you from Kilgrave, and he opens the bag and it's the bomb, and Simpson runs away and she blows it up, killing herself and knocking out Simpson and probably killing his friends as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the episode, Aurora. What did you think of WWJD? Oh my gosh, what an amazing episode! <laughs> I, don't yeah, know, what I, a, I don't even know where to start. What a cliffhanger, like, as well! Oh my gosh, but there were so many great scenes. Yes, I, I don't know which one was my favorite. I, I, I loved the whole episode. I, um, and I also like, even though there were great scenes, like I liked how she took him to the hostage situation and um, tried to make him a good person. Um, and I liked how she was trying to figure out if she should help him become yes. a good person or not. Um, but I also like the fact that they are they keep portraying Kilgrave as a villain, but um, it's a very subtle... I don't know how to say it. It's like, for example, he has her in that house and he's like i'm not gonna control you you are here by choice um i'm gonna let you what you want let you do what you want to do but at the same time he's controlling her because if he does anything wrong he has these other people that are gonna kill themselves yeah he's kind of like by blackmail right at the same time uh it yes is it creepy that he's kind of recreated her childhood home Mm -hmm. in every detail yes a little creepy yes (laughs) but one could make the argument that from a misguided point of view, it's kind of sweet. 
A little bit. Like he went to painstaking yeah. trouble to to make her room look like how it looked, to make the house look like how it looked. Mm-hmm. Um, one could argue that it's kind of endearing, even though it's from a clearly misguided standpoint. Right. You could right. you could maybe make the argument, um, but uh, and it doesn't help, by the way, that David Tennant is absolutely charming, even when yes. he's playing a villain. Mm-hmm. It's hard to not like him a little no. bit. I mean, that whole scene with the neighbor, I liked him in that scene. Yeah, he was... When he defended her, I was like, yes. oh, yeah, that's well, great. Because <laughs> that, that woman, and I'm, I think we've all met a neighbor or a relative mm-hmm. or something, that, and because and, this is where it happened, she started bringing up Jessica's family and what happened to them. And Jessica was vi- very visibly upset by this. And mm-hmm. she says, you know, I knew something bad was going to happen. That I felt it. I felt something bad was going to happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Kilgrave was enticed. He's like, really? You're like, you're clairvoyant. Did you really know? He's like, no, tell the truth. Did you know? And she's like, no, I didn't. And he's like, well, why would you say something like that? Go ahead and tell me. And she's like, because I want to make myself feel important. And mm-hmm. God, that was great. And he defended her. He did something yeah. nice for her. And then he's just yes. like, okay, fine, go away. He just outed her as as being not nice. Right. And he did something nice for her. And then the scene uh, where he helps. Yes, he did think that guy should have just put the shotgun in his mouth and killed himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like, no, we're not going to we're not going to do that. We're not going to cause any more harm or take any more lives. Let the police handle it. Mm-hmm. Um you know, that was, I, I loved that. Yeah. I thought that was great. Uh, Trish had a great scene in this episode talking about, uh, you know, justice, like not wanting to kill Kilgrave. She wants him mm-hmm. in prison for the rest right. of his life to the point where he wants to die, but he can't. She's right. like, that's justice. That's what I want. I'm like, oh my God, she sounds just like a superhero. She's <laughs> yes. going to be Hellcat. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, she sounded like, uh, you know, like Batman or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or it's just like, you know, mm-hmm. that's justice. I want justice. I want this yep. man to, you know, I don't want revenge. I want him to pay for his crimes. Um, right. That, you know, that was great. Um, yeah. The, uh, the conversation that Jessica had with Trish was great about, awesome. you know, what would you, like, if you knew you could wield the power, but you have to be with him to kind of guide him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, there's the villain bil- building that... All the best villains have this, and they did it with Kilgrave. They talked about his past, and you felt bad for him. His, right, but... his, his parents, in some ways, were worse than he is. They experimented on their own kid. Yes. yes. Like, horribly. Like, they were, you know, he was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And they're like, just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you feel kind of bad for him. And uh, you do, but I think that's why I feel like this is a great villain. Because yes, the scene with the neighbor and that scene where he shows um, his parents doing that, it's his way of, again, manipulate Jessica Jones. Even though you feel like, oh my God, I feel for him and um, he's doing something good, but he's not doing it because he's good. He's doing it because he's one, he wants to manipulate her. Um, and that scene where that's all he knows, he's yeah. showing her, that's all he, yeah, um, that scene where he's showing her, um, the experiments that her his parents were doing mm-hmm. came right after she accused him of rape. She, and she was saying, you raped me. And he turned it into his issue. Yes. 
Um, Instead of acknowledging, acknowledging that she also suffered because of him. So I think that's why he, it makes it, it makes it a, a perfect villain. Because yes. you feel, I don't know, it's, it's like a dilemma to me to watch him on screen. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> I mean that's what made that's what made uh, the kingpin so great in yeah. in Daredevil is there's the, those shreds of humanity, right? Where you feel like you know if the tables were slightly turned they wouldn't be such bad people. It's it's the difference. Like there's pure villain, there's pure mm-hmm. evil. Like mm-hmm. they know what's good and bad, and they are choosing to be horrible. And mm-hmm. then there's people like Kilgrave who kind of grew up not really knowing any better. There's like right. there's a scene and they kind of play a line for comedy in it, but he's like, you know, can you imagine growing up and having to to meticulously pick everything you say to somebody? Mm-hmm. He's like, I once right. told a man to go screw himself. You can imagine <laughs> yes. how that turned out. Um you know what I mean? It's like so yeah. uh you know, you can kind of empathize a little bit, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. The horrible things he does are so horrible. Yes. Uh, you know, and he's gone so long doing this the way he does it that, you know, and, and from his view, he's like, well, look, I, I, I don't kill anybody. You know, they, right. uh, you know, I, I've, I've never actually killed anyone, but, mm-hmm. you know, but he is, he's complicit yes. in it. He tells them to do it and they do it. So mm-hmm. he's just as guilty because he knows that they will do whatever he says. So if he says, you know, go jump off a building, they'll go jump off a building right. exactly because he said he did. So right. he does, he's never physically harmed anybody, but he mentally compels them to harm each other, which is just as bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's a, it's like a seesaw with him, yes. but that's why, that's what makes him a great villain. That's why all the best villains are like that because right. You, you can see you can see how they could feel justified. You know right. they're not justified, but you can see from their point of view mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. they might feel justified, and that's yeah. just perfect. Yes. Um, yeah. This was this was a great episode. I, I got to say, I'm not particularly excited about where the Jerry Wendy Hogarth saga ends yeah. up. I don't I'm, know why they're doing this story. Um, I don't know how it connects with Jessica. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it will at some point. It'll yeah, wind yeah. up connecting at, at some point, but um, I'm not feeling it, right? I don't, I don't know. How do you feel about it? I don't know. I mean, I, I've been wondering why they're doing this story because they're giving, they're giving this story a lot of importance, and I, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that there's going to be some connection with Jessica uh, or Kill grave later um Mm -hmm. but i don't know i don't know why they're doing that story it's not yeah it's not super involving uh i mean i'm not rooting for jerry she seems like a pretty horrible person (laughs) yes (laughs) um you know i am kind of rooting for i guess i'm kind of rooting for wendy a little bit too um Mm -hmm. you know she she comes off kind of bitter but given what she's been through it's hard to blame her really Right. Uh, for being bitter, yeah. Uh, so, at, at the same time, I don't know. I guess I'd have to be in her position. That story about how it's like, you know, look, you're a miserable prick to everybody except for me. Mm-hmm. I was the only person you weren't miserable to, and that made me feel special. Right. And it's like, I guess maybe, I, maybe it's the type of personality, but I don't know if I would ever want to be with somebody that everybody else is like that person's a prick. Yeah, that's true. Like, I just, 
maybe it's a personality type that I just I can't align yeah. myself with. Um, I just can't see it from that point of view. But I have mm-hmm. a hard time feeling a lot of sympathy. If even she realized that she was a jerk to everybody, she just wasn't a jerk to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I. I don't know. Uh, yeah. We'll see how that. We'll see how that all plays out. But. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta say, I was not planning on Jessica after that talk with Trish Mm -hmm. and after everything that she had learned about Kilgrave and the experiences from that day, uh, I did not necessarily expect her to use that as a situation to kidnap Kilgrave. What, what did you, what did you make of that? I, that's what, no, um, I was a little bit, but that's also what made this episode for me so great because Mm -hmm. that whole scene where she's, talking to Trish and she's asking, you know, do you think that he could change and I could he could change for the better? It's something that people in abusive relationships say. They yeah. say it like I think I can change him or her. Um I think if I stay, he or she will change. Yeah. Um and when I saw that I was like that's classic abusive um language rela- or, yeah. relationship. Yeah. Um so the fact that she didn't do that and she did the opposite for me, it was a great message, mm-hmm. and it took me by surprise, but it was a good surprise. Like I was like, yeah, yeah, don't stay with him. Yes. <laughs> I mean, well, because part, part of me was like, you know, I can, I can see it. It's like it is there in him. He could, mm-hmm. be, he could be good under the right circumstances. Right. Um, but I think she feels like it's too big of a risk to take. Right. And now he's going to feel – because – he was very hurt and betrayed whenever the bus incident happened, which they've right. still not shown. I'm guessing they are going to show it uh, at some point. Um, he's going to feel it's going to be a double down. He's going to feel mm-hmm. even more betrayed and hurt now, mm-hmm. which can only spell more chaos, which mm-hmm. is only a good thing for us watching this show. Because yep. uh, I'm super excited to see where things go. The The ending was... Uh, the ending, I'm sure, caught you off guard a little bit, as it certainly caught yeah. me off guard. I forgot all about the bomb and everything mm-hmm. by the end of this episode. And when she approaches them, I was expecting it to maybe be played for comedy or something. Um, that was not the ending I was expecting. Oh. How about you? It was surprising. Do you think that Simpson is dead? I don't think so. Um, I think he's... Um, it says here in the recap that he's knocked out. Okay. Uh, so okay. maybe maybe whoever wrote this knows more than we do because they've watched all the other episodes mm-hmm, and wrote the recaps mm-hmm. for them. Uh, or maybe it's just a guess. May, mm-hmm. uh, I, I would have presumed, like he was pretty close to that to that bomb. I mean, he got away. Yeah. He got he got a little bit away, but not far enough. I would presume that he is injured fairly mm-hmm. severely. Um, Ms. Uh, Ms. DeLuca did not survive, no. and uh, not at all. Uh, mm-hmm. It was pretty graphic. I'm pretty. Sure, I think there were like body parts on the yeah, ground. Yeah, it was. It was pretty gory. It was gory. Uh, <laughs> and I don't. I and I don't think any of Simpson's uh, military uh, buddies maybe survived that either. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, what a cliff! Oh, what a great cliffhanger! Yeah, it was great. Uh, and- if Let you me wanna... say something. I, I, I thought that the uh, previous episode and in this one, I thought that I was going to see Daredevil. 
like for the the previous episode, I thought it was gonna uh, happen when she's in the with the detective and she fires Jerry and he says, "I can get you a public defender." I was like, yeah, "Okay, here he comes," and it didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> um, I have had and in this episode. Yeah, I, I just in this episode, I thought it was he was gonna show up in that hostage situation, but he didn't either. So I have had more than a couple of people tell me that Daredevil does not show up in this season. Oh no! So I don't know if that's legit. Maybe they're trolling me. <laughs> I don't know. They, I look. I've had people say somebody from Daredevil shows up. I I would imagine if that's the case that it's probably foggy. Uh, yeah, it's like. Uh, that or maybe uh, my, well, you know what my guess would be because I've been we talked about the Luke Cage series. There's some photos mm-hmm. of it. They're shooting it right now, um, and there was some we talked about it on the Cinema Geekly podcast this week. And I believe that Rosario Dawson is going to be making appearances on that show oh, okay. mm-hmm. as the night nurse. So my guess is if anybody shows up, it might be her. Okay. Because if she's okay. on the Luke Cage show, it she might show up here. Okay. Well. Luke Cage's involvement. And, by the way, uh, before we do the score for this episode, there were some rumors floating around for quite a while that they might be canning the Iron Fist show that they were planning on doing. Uh, but mm-hmm. that is, that is in fact, not the case. They're still going forward with the Iron Fist show. Okay. Uh, it'll be one of the Good. 31 <laughs> new shows they're producing, apparently. Cool. Uh, Netflix next year. <laughs> um, all right, Aurora. So uh, what is your score for WWJD? Well, I think I found my five mm-hmm. because this for me was my favorite episode so far. Yeah, uh, I too gave this a five. Hey, uh, yes, siree. Uh, this <laughs> is—I uh, mean, this had this had everything. Uh, I was yeah. uh, completely into the episode from beginning to end. Uh, they did huge character development on mm-hmm. Kilgrave and turned him into not just being a generic. Uh, he was good at being a villain, but they gave him now he's a villain with depth, and right. that's those are the best villains. Uh, mm-hmm. Marvel has a bunch of generic villains that are, by and large, most of the villains are generic and they're just there to be defeated uh, in the movie by the superheroes, which is mm-hmm. totally fine. I'm okay with that. But the best villains are the ones with depth to them, and they gave Kilgrave depth in this episode. Yep. Uh, combine that with a bunch of really great scenes, uh, with a bunch mm-hmm. of really great dialogue, and an ending that had me really wanting to watch the next episode. <laughs> it's hard to get better than that. It's a yeah. five. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Um, okay, so uh, we'll come back tomorrow, right, Aurora, and do another podcast and talk <laughs> about the next two episodes because I don't want to wait another week. Um, I guess we'll come back in a week. I guess. <laughs> Not happy about it, but we'll do it, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> to talk about Season 1, Episode 9 of Jessica Jones, a.k.a. Sinbin, and Series 1, Episode 10, a.k.a. 1,000 Cuts. <laughs> <laughs>